0: Welcome to the Truth About Employed Physicians podcast a weekly show where we take you behind the scenes of the professional healthcare industry and reveal the little-known methods. Highly successful physicians, doctors, and professionals are executing right now to maximize their income, reduce their financial liabilities, and most importantly, regain the freedom to live their lives on their terms. Subscribe to the Truth About Employed Physicians podcast today so you don't miss a single episode of this highly valuable information from our host, a veteran physician with more than 20 years in practice and counting. Now, your host, Dr.
1: Incorporated okay hello everybody this is a doctor incorporated again bringing you the next installment an episode of uh, the truth about employed physicians um i hope it's been a good week for you um it's uh, getting into the springtime here in the u.s as we recorded this and Man, I love that sunshine. It feels so good to feel the sun shining on us, begin to have the weather pop open, and to get out of the snow. I live in the Midwest, and uh, I'm glad to see all that snow melting. And it's just a good feeling. It's very refreshing. So I hope you've been able to enjoy that um, in your world uh, this week as well. Um, We're going to pick up a conversation today with um, John and Cheyenne. John and Cheyenne are... um, closely related to me, my son John, you guys have seen in the show before, and this is his wife Cheyenne, Um, and I brought them on because we're going to talk about some topics and areas that deal with um, not just a doctor individually, but their families too, and their spouses, and so I thought it'd really be good to get some of Cheyenne's perspectives on this as well as we talk about it. As you know, we're all tracking along in a a book that I've written about for young doctors, um, just kind of trying to create a roadmap for young doctors that make life a little bit better for you. And today's subject's gonna to be on the idea of the neighborhood or our housing um, areas that really is an important topic for medical students, residents, and then attending physicians. And so, um, so John and Cheyenne, tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, where you're at in training right now. Maybe Cheyenne, what you do if you work and, um, and kind of what your housing's like right now.
2: Sure. Yeah, so I'm a third year medical student, going into my fourth year, and Shine and I have been married for a few years now, and uh, we met at college and got married during my first year of medical school, Um, and Shine works as an accountant currently.
0: Yep, yep, yeah, Um, I work as an accountant in downtown, we currently live in downtown um, South Bend, here in uh, Indiana, and... um, and so I, like he said, we met at college, so I was living at home in college, and so when we got married and moved here, we found um, a small apartment in downtown, and so that's kind of where we've settled at the moment.
1: So when you were going through that process of looking for an apartment to rent, first of all, did you did you consider buying as a medical student? <clears throat>
2: uh, not initially, we just looked for an apartment initially, but then... After we knew we were going to be in our current location for a couple years, we looked at some houses to potentially buy and live in and have a little little bit of investments because it feels like when you're renting a lot of times, like you're just throwing away that money every month and Mm -hmm. it's gone versus a house. You do have your maintenance expenses and whatnot, but at least your mortgage is paying down into something Mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to either pay off eventually or sell and kind of cash in on your those almost savings you save into your house Mm -hmm. so
1: so i would imagine with being married and having a spouse who's working who's earning income unlike the medical student who's not earning income medical students you know this but that puts you in that position to even consider that as an option right Mm -hmm.
0: right for sure yeah we were in a unique position because i kind of started a job right out Mm -hmm. right out of college and um, you know, we we budget our money well and we save well, but so the thought was there because it was tangible, but mm-hmm. was it still practical enough in the end to actually purchase a home versus rent for another year or two, mm-hmm.
1: you know? Are you glad you made the decision to rent rather than buy?
0: Yeah, I yep. think so. And, and a lot of that had to do with we were comfortable and settled in the apartment that we were in and Mm -hmm. so there was also the little bit of less financial piece but more what's practical and familiar and comfortable versus trying to uproot change buy a house for a year or two and you know only with the uncertainty of where we would be after that Mm -hmm. so
1: how much analysis did you go through and you try to decide about your apartment did you do did you look at were you one of those kind of people that looked at 20 places and and then kind of narrowed it down and had spreadsheets and you figured it all out or were you kind of like somebody who went and said look at it once and said yep this is the place
0: that was probably more of how it happened I mean yeah I mean <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit more analytical okay I mean I, I printed out you know floor plans, and I made a couple shapes sheets that has, I'm an accountant, you, yeah, have, you right, know, yeah, you right. have to, but I think in the end, once I kind of did some analytics, once the place presented itself, we kind of knew, okay, this is the place for us, mm-hmm. you know, in comparison to all of my other analytics and all the yeah. places we had been, you know, been through, it was just obvious. This, this makes sense to Just
1: us. out of curiosity, was this the, on the higher end of your budget range or was this on the lower end of your budget range? The,
0: the higher end. This yeah. was on the higher For end. For sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: But but you even now in retrospect, you feel good about having chosen the yeah. higher end one? And part of our decision mm-hmm.
2: making with this place is that it was one block from where she was working okay. so you mm-hmm. not having to pay for parking you're not having to pay for yeah. this gas expenses so you actually end up saving money in that regard as well as saving time which is even more valuable yeah, especially definitely. when you're counting you have know, busy season where you're working 12 hours a day not having to do that maybe a 10 minute commute that you normally have to do instead having a two minute walk makes mm-hmm. a really big difference during your day and then it's about a five ten minute drive for me from school and okay about five minutes from one of the hospitals, 15 minutes from the other hospital that I'm at. And so it's a good location. So we've definitely come to value location mm-hmm. for where mm-hmm. we live and or have come to sort of decide that we're willing to pay more in order to live somewhere that's results in us not having to travel so much, not have to have such a large commute. We're willing to sacrifice some things in order to get that how side that of close things because we, mm-hmm. yeah. we recognize that benefit and the few times that we've had to do some traveling to like a firm that's about an hour away for her mm-hmm. or other hospitals are further away from me for a few weeks we realized the benefit of not you know how much time and how much more we were able to do with our days when we weren't having to spend that time in the car and so were, that's very were, have,
1: were there other quality of life considerations you made when you made that decision um i think the safety you know
0: safety was mm-hmm. a question okay. we, we looked at a few apartments that you know, weren't technically in a safe area, even though the, the monthly financial, you know, burden or benefit would have been a lot better. Um, but I think that the close proximity and also just feeling a lot safer being around people and um, even also just the type of people. I, I was gonna be starting a young professional job. And so the apartment we landed, there was a lot of young professionals okay. in that building. Versus, there was a couple others we looked at that were more college students, undergrad students, or, you know, in a less safe area yeah. too. So just different um, demographics yeah. and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So um, it made me feel better that I was going to be in a an area that was safe, close to work, and also near working professionals, mm-hmm. which was what I was That's the environment yeah. I wanted to be around.
1: That's good. There, what, are there any medical students in your building? No. Nope. So you're, so did that, was that a part of your conversation? Like, oh, I won't be around um, any of my peers.
2: We, uh, because of the timing of how we looked for apartments, we weren't married yet when we were looking for apartments, and I didn't know any of my peers at that time, and so that wasn't really part of the decision-making process. Okay. Um, and I don't, honestly, it probably wouldn't have changed a whole lot, even if we had already known some of our peers or known some different things. We probably would have still ended up choosing the same place. I
1: think so. Either way. Mm-hmm. So, so um, back, in, back in the day when I was in medical school um, a few years ago, um, I also lived in an apartment during my medical school education, and I really chose to live a very Spartan life. Um, I've chose to live in a very old, rundown part of the community where my medical school was. Some would have considered it pretty unsafe. In fact, during my time there, I got robbed four times. So it probably was a little bit unsafe. Um, but, boy, economically, it made a lot of sense to me. And quite honestly, I didn't have a whole lot of possessions. I used to tell people, I mean, I had a cooking pan for eating Tony's frozen pizza. I cooked my <laughs> my um, Denny Moore stew on the stove in the can, and I had a bowl and a spoon. I think I reused those every day, you know, just... <laughs> Not a whole lot to the existence because I was on campus. I was do, doing studies and there just wasn't a whole lot. My greatest earthly possession at that time was a stereo that got stolen. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so, um, But in so doing, it, it's always nice of a safe place so that you can lay your head down in, that you kind of feel like is a place you can come back to and, and rest a little bit. And believe it or not, even though it was kind of a rough part of town, Um, And I did get robbed a few times. I still felt pretty safe and felt okay about you know getting away. You work, and so with COVID, things have changed so dramatically. Now, the separation between home and work has totally changed. How's that changed for you in terms of the accounting world?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I worked in the office as an accountant full time, not working remotely at all, but obviously with COVID I'm now working 100% remote. Um, And that's also kind of here to stay for the foreseeable future. So um, I've definitely had a hard time separating that, um, coming home to just escape the reality of work because I'm eating dinner at the same table that my computer set up. Um, And if I hear an email come in, I'm gonna answer it. I don't have my computer shut down. Um, so yeah, I would say it's definitely not quite as much of a, a sweet escape as it used to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're in a one, one bedroom apartment, right? So. Yes. Yeah, almost yeah. a studio. Yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, we're not, in the same space. So if we're on a call at the same time, we've got to, we've got to time things out and it, you know, or if he, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just, we got to work around a lot of, a lot of different things. But also-
2: being at home makes you value more the fact that where you live and where you're doing your work and living at because you're there all the time mm-hmm. versus normally you're there for you sleep there and you're there for like four maybe four hours out of the rest of your day or five hours or whatever but now especially for her she's there 24 7 essentially and so you Definitely. having a good space is all the more valuable
1: yeah right right yeah I would agree that and fa- I know you guys are getting ready to move to another place um, in a city in the Midwest where the medical school is, and um, has that factored into your decision to your next place, how much space there is, and you're working more remotely? Tell me about that.
0: Yes, yes. So for example, instead of working at my kitchen table, I'd like to get a desk, right? Where we are right now, I don't have the space to even put a desk. Um, So yeah, I mean, we definitely looked into a bigger space And particularly a place maybe with windows or, you know, something that was more aesthetically pleasing to someone working from home Mm -hmm. who might would would prefer, you know, step outside, get a fresh breath of air or um, or just be by window to to see the sun because you can get really locked up inside. But um, that was definitely part of our our analysis. Yeah. I, you know, I did another spreadsheet
1: of, you know, where are we going to go next? You know. So, so did that include buying a house, renting a house, or staying in an apartment? What kind of things were in yeah. that analysis?
2: We went through a whole big process. I'm very much on the buying a house end of things because I don't like throwing money away. And I like the numbers, and the yeah. sooner you start saving money and putting it to work for you, the more you, the more that it ends up um, benefiting you in the mm-hmm. long run. And so. Uh, we looked pretty heavily at buying houses and then potentially holding them as a rental when we move on to residency. But ended up deciding that for the amount of time that we were gonna be there and the work the other things that we wanted to do with our time it wasn't gonna make sense to do that process and so instead we decided to rent and we decided to rent an apartment rather than a house because you also could still rent a house, right? We decided mm-hmm. to rent an apartment um, because of the location that it's in, it's closer to a lot of our uh, friends okay. and other medical students, and in
1: both the, the hospitals and in the Ohio. hospitals
2: and her where her new work location yep. will be.
1: Um, they did pay more because of all that, all those positives. Uh, are?
2: It's it'll end up being a little bit more. It's also a bigger city, so the cost of living is always okay. going to be a little bit more. But it's probably proportionally about the same as yep. we're paying right now. Once you factor all the you know, different. different things in, mm-hmm. um, but you. We did not apartment rather than the house just because of the upkeeping and stuff that we're not going to have to do. You, know, you don't have to worry about mowing the yard. You don't have to worry about shoveling the driveway or the sidewalk and things Taxes, like that. Taxes, insurance, Right, and
0: we don't want to... going
2: to do all that, you might as well buy the house.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and we're not quite ready to... You know, have roots yet? Because we're not sure where the next year is going to lead us. So, mm-hmm. to you know, invest mm-hmm. in a full house, either renting or buying. It it just seemed like a lot bigger of an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, when within one year we may be taking the step yeah. to leave. You know, mm-hmm. but we're
2: pretty set on buying a place when we move to residency.
0: Well, because we know we'll be there for five, five years. plus years.
1: Because so, you want to do orthopedics. Yeah,
2: because I want to do orthopedics. It's a five year program. Um, We're currently thinking we would probably rent someplace for the first six months while we get to know the area and what, you know, it's hard to know a city very well until you've lived there for a while. And so we don't feel like we need to rush, but we get to know the area and then we'll be looking for a house to buy. And also, you know, if we end up in a really big city where it's not feasible as a resident to buy something because of your income, Mm. then we probably would end up renting. But we're looking for a little bit smaller city where that's more feasible. And we're going to be looking at locations and homes that are close to our places of work so that we can take advantage of not losing time every day commuting and whatnot
1: so yeah i think um for some of you who are in residency as our viewers you you might recognize depends on the length of your residency whether or not the buying versus renting thing really plays out that the break point is typically Five years is sort of a 50-50 proposition, depending on the arbitrage of the community that you're going to live in, like you said. And your down payment. Uh, and your down payment, how much you have to put down for down payment. Having a full-time working spouse definitely makes a bit of a difference that way. Um, but if you're in a three-year residency, boy, it's pretty tough, frankly, mm-hmm. to make the, the economics work in such a way that... That even though you want to buy a house, you don't want to get that money away anymore. You just almost have to sort of bite the bullet and not do it. Unless, again, you can make a big down payment or have enough income coming in to make extra payments to, to make it work. Sure. And so um, it's nice to hear you guys are already thinking through that process. Just out of curiosity, too, you think you'll buy a house? Do you think you buy a duplex, a triplex, a quad? What kind of what are you thinking about with all that?
0: Well, yeah, we've gone back and forth because obviously doing, you know, a duplex or, I mean, we've really talked, we've gotten into real estate, you know, the real estate mind. We would love to find a place where, you know, we live on a piece of the building, you Mm -hmm. know, and then we rent out either retail space or uh, either rent out the other room or the other space on the other side of either the duplex or whatever building it is. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so we have definitely had those thoughts, but then there's also that little little parcel of just wanting your own space yeah. and uh, trying to settle down without strings attached.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice if you do the quad, or I'm very much, I think the quad is the way to go, the, having living one and running out the other three, because then those other people are subsidizing all of the expenses that go with living in that place. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, It's gonna cost more to buy it on the front end, yep. but they're basically paying for you to live there, they're paying your mortgage, they're doing all that. And then when you move out, that amount that you might've been paying towards things, you're gonna rent your space out and now you've got that income and you've got a nice chunk of savings that you've been able to build over time. And so I'd say I'm a little bit of a stronger leaning towards buying a multifamily property mm-hmm. as an investment. She probably is more of a stronger, or not stronger, but, should be happier or just as happy yeah, say, with yeah. a just regular single family home or
0: yeah. I think more for me the the like factor that, yeah. is is this duplex or quad in a safe area mm-hmm. like because because a lot of times a lot of duplexes or quads are in areas that are that are still up and coming or trying to be renovated and, and so I, I think as long as I could feel comfortable in the area I would be more open to it because then mm-hmm. I, I would you know know you know who are we renting to. You know, are they going to follow through? You know, who are we around? That, that's mm-hmm. really more of my hold back yeah. But as, as far as the concept, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of pays itself, which is, which is really a, a nice benefit. Yep.
1: Yeah, you bring forward an important subject, though, when it comes to choosing your house and your neighborhood, because... The good life that we're all wanting to pursue in medicine and, you know, that ultimately uh, me as an attending physician have is to set down roots and to build um, a sense of community around you. Mm -hmm. And the community around you and where you live definitely influences your sense of well-being. It influences your sense of feeling rooted, feeling connected. And if you sort of buy a quad in the middle of a bad section of town, but it's a great deal your sense of building community is going to be way diminished because you're just kind of living there, mm-hmm. you know, as, as opposed to being able to get a little more immersed in the community where you might feel comfortable walking down to the local store on your own or taking your dog for a walk if you have children, going to the park nearby. You know, are all those elements that begin to play into that sense of um, belonging to a community, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Um, I think when you're a medical student, you sort of are willing to pass on that. You're like you recognize, right? That you're like, well, might have some friends from school, but we're not gonna have lots of friends. Have you guys felt that in your journey? Like you're like, well,
0: yeah. I I think it's I mean, with medical school, I think you kind of you kind of learn it through college, or if you didn't go to college, even in high school. I mean, friends can be transient. You know, mm-hmm. they they come and go. And so I think when you know you have three, four years of of this medical school process, and you know that that group you're with, however small or big big it is, are going to be all across the country. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have this new, smaller group in residency, and then even after that, who knows to say, I mean, who's to say that those few people in the residency program are going to stay right there? Mm -hmm. So I think you kind of have to go in it with the idea that you want to try and build connection, relationship with those current and present people, but that there is that high chance that it filters out the further you go yeah yeah
1: it's definitely I think important um, it's a long process getting through your medical training and and it's a long process to go through a series of channels in which you don't feel engaged with a community of people um, you like you have your marriage you have relationships and you have some of those what I call relationships by convenience okay they're the people that you're with um, and mo- sometimes you might have a, a, a person, a couple or two, that sort of you do really connect with, and even as you go different directions, you maintain those connections. But as you go through the, re- the medical school and residency process, I think a lot of the relationships are just relationships of convenience for the most part. Mm-hmm and they're not as long-lasting and you don't have that feeling and so that's that's really a tough part of our world as doctors that most people don't recognize um you know we have to go through when you marry into that you begin to recognize that whole process and that's a bit of a difficult thing compared to your peers who went through college with you who are now out doing that and you're watching them do that but you don't get to do that yet um it's really a little bit of a hardship um, so I think um, the other element, you guys aren't there yet, but you will get there, I know, um, is when you finally get to become an attending physician and you finally start to make a, a decent amount of money is sort of getting to choose where you want to live, where you want to work, and and really having the, the freedom to sort of create that space that you want that provides a safe haven, uh, a respite from, from the w- hard work that both of you are going through. Um, and I think the biggest mistake I see that people make in that process when they reach that stage of attending physicians is they go for the doctor's house at the beginning. And it's just not a wise move. Have you guys had conversations? You're an accountant. You're a planner. You're a thinker. I can tell you where I thought about real estate and stuff. Have you guys had conversations about that doctor's house thing at all or, or how you've thought about how those things stack up? I know it's a few years it. out. We've had these conversations. You can take it.
2: Uh, yeah, I feel like we have a plan of we would like to say within a... Modest standard of living for a while To increase savings Because the earlier The dollars that you save early in your career are the most valuable dollars that you'll ever make Okay. Mm-hmm. And so because you can If you invest those dollars you can Multiply them to where they're 25 you know 10 to 20 times more In 30 years and Um there's a balance Because you still want to enjoy life But I think that it's important To know it Um Brings you joy in life and know what you derive value from, and mm. it's just kind of an individual decision. And so, there's certain material things that to us we like and are willing to spend money on, and then other things that we don't care as much about. And so, I think that's okay. We kind of have a plan of sort of what percentage of our income we'd be willing to put towards um, a house in the future, yeah. and so that's kind of dependent, and then also the amount of a down payment that we need to have towards that. and We don't ever want it to be more than a certain percentage of our net worth. And so um, all of those things, uh, they either either restrict you or if you want something bigger or better, they motivate you to put yourself in a position to where, you know, you do get that nice house, but it's still within those restrictions that you uh, set out for yourself. You know, maybe you... Mm -hmm increase your income or you have a bigger down payment that decreases your payments on a house to where you can end up, you know, there's all sorts of ways to do things we expect to start out modestly in our lives. We think that's important. The yeah. most important step to make.
0: Yeah. So. And I think, I think planning is kind of a key and just kind of staying, staying disciplined to that plan. It doesn't have to be, you know, hardcore, but, um, just staying disciplined to the concept of living modestly, And, and being excited about growth. Like, you know, I I think that if we came out and just bought, you know, the biggest doctor house there was at some point, the joy in that's going to max out. Mm -hmm. And that happens in every career, every person. I mean, at some point the joy is going to max out. So I wouldn't want to do that first anyways, even if Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to it's for me. And even for him, I think it's all about, seeing the process even, I mean, yes, medical school and residency is a process and then attending, you know, starting attending, but there's still life to live after that too. So, I mean, I think beyond medical school and residency, there's still phases in life beyond that, that you can continue to grow and change too. So
1: Yeah that's good there's a lot of pro tips in there for you guys if you're a medical student resident and early attending the stuff that they just said are pretty advanced thinking i think overall in terms of the decision tree of checking yourself a bit um kind of what i heard you say in there though um, i believe was you have an eye on your net worth in this whole process right you're trying to save as much as you can Early on, you would try and pay off as much as your debt. I know from our prior conversation with John, you have some debt for our medical school, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have college debt still? I do not. Okay, so you're fortunate that way, so yep. you don't, you're don't you not paying down any of your educational loans yet. So when you start residency, are you going to hold on to those loans or are you going to pay them off? We want to pay them off as
2: fast as possible okay yep. so they're definitely not low interest rate loans okay so,
1: so you're gonna you're gonna make that that priority mm-hmm. so that when you get out of residency you're hoping to be by then clear of all debt
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unless you have a house that you're paying down still okay so, so if this you, is good debt so
1: you consider that the good debt and that's yep. a that's a question that i was getting getting ready to head towards is do you consider a mortgage or a, a real estate debt that you're living in, um, still a debt, or do yeah. you not consider it a debt? And kind of, what's your two philosophies about that? Because you sounds like you've really thought about these things.
2: Uh, things that fall into the category of consumerism is bad debt. So, <laughs> buying, taking out a loan for a car, credit card debt, um, student loans, arguably, uh, versus things that can be considered. Assets that you are when once it's paid off, it'll maintain its value or grown in value. Um, would be considered things that are good debt, and student loans can kind of fall into both. But uh, interest rates are high enough that it's worth paying them down. Um, a house would typically be considered good debt because you can eventually either have a paid off house that your income doesn't have to go towards anymore, or you can sell that house and then you get a nice chunk of cash uh, that you. have It's like a savings account essentially and so
1: so you guys wouldn't consider yourself like a dave ramsey fan <laughs> where you going to buy your first house cash only
0: mm, not necessarily <clears throat> like i think i mean there's there's something about building equity in a house i mean not just to buy it all straight out um i think that, i mean ultimately if you have the mindset of if you're investing in yourself and your future, typically those items that you're investing in, if you if it is truly benefiting and investing in yourself or your family, it's going to be congruent with being good debt, such as student loans. Like, that's that's okay because you're investing in yourself. It's an asset. In the end, you mm-hmm. come out with a degree. You come out with a job. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way I, I
1: pictured I see debt. Mm-hmm. All right, so again just one step further on this kind of because i can tell you guys have thought this out and i realize you're um you're out of residency home (coughs) would not probably be your quote doctor's home so you guys envision a staircase almost like you get out of residency you take your first job you're going to buy a modest house that fits all those criteria you just talked about probably won't be your final house um you you might you could envision yourself moving a couple times maybe three times sure, to till you reach that desired staircase where it's the affordable place where you want to be to have the house you want is that correct definitely. that's yeah. your plan
0: yeah i think so
1: yeah okay that's uh, that's a great plan a lot of people do that plan once children come and things accumulate and things happen it gets a little more tricky um and i think that gets more challenging and our viewers will probably chime in on this and and also recognize that every every the further or the older you get i think the the harder each move becomes and the more you just have that sensation of wanting to set down the roots and that sort of Final destination, if you will. Um, although, you know, studies show that fifty percent of uh, doctors will um, move after their first job, um, and that's in within five years of their first job. So, mm. very few of us um, end up staying in that first place that you land. And so, even though we go through this four-year medical school process, this three to five-year residency process, um, and you like to think when I get done, oh, I'm going to land in the place I'm going to be, and it'll be the place more than half of us well, are going to move on. More than
2: half change jobs. Yeah. So there's even more than that probably who also just move houses. Like, you yeah, that's, jobs. that's You, good you point. might even stay in the same place but they move to a different house or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? I just want
1: to clarify Yeah, and 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 in a large metro area they might change jobs but also not Not change houses. Okay, So there's a lot of variability in that but that that really is, it's an interesting subject. It's, um, I really appreciate the two of you sort of giving us some of your insights about where you are in that journey and how that has really affected um, your life up to this point and how you plan to not let it sort of negatively affect your life, but to really leverage in the right way. I know a lot of our viewers will really resonate with the first thing you said, Ben John, is, man, it, it's painful to give that rent money away every mm-hmm. month, though, isn't it? Um, I just did a, a little calculation. Um and basically, between medical school and residency, if you rent, you know, you're looking at having lost about $1, $100,000 in that process. I did a calculation mm-hmm. recently. I think that was based on about $1,200 per month rent. Mm-hmm. But it's tough to think about the ledger mm-hmm. go- sheet going that direction, $100,000. But yet, at the end of the day, if you leveraged your money into the bank, and didn't have enough for the down payment and and really didn't have enough income flow to pay down that Mm -hmm. Um, and then you take into account realtor fee the other costs of maintaining a house you're way past a hundred thousand dollars in that equation if you chose to buy yeah Mm -hmm. and so even though it's painful to let go of the hundred thousand dollars it could be a lot worse if you made some bad decisions in it Um, and i think people rarely are able to recoup that in that Short, short time frame in most cases so um, so again thank you all for being with us today in this episode um, and to share your thoughts um, we invite your uh, comments your feedback through the website through the speak pipe uh, through the various avenues that we have with Doctor Incorporated share this um, episode with your friends and um, and get their thoughts on it as well I we're working on trying to grow our audience a little bit right now and would really appreciate your sharing these um, episodes with them so that we can get more people involved in our community talking about the issues that are important to doctors, especially employed physicians. Hope you have a great day.